0: hello and welcome to the 19th photographic life podcast um those 19 have suddenly gone very quickly uh over the summer and as we're moving now into autumn um one of the things that happened this week is one of those things which i suppose tends to happen as we get towards the end of the year a lot of competitions are decided and a lot of awards and prizes are given out And this week, two things uh, caught my eye. Uh, The first one was the announcement of the Taylor Wessing Portrait Photography Awards uh, in conjunction with the National Portrait Gallery in London. And the other one was the BJP, the British Journal of Photography's Portrait of Britain. They announced their results either on the same day or the following day, certainly very close to each other. And I suppose, you know, I'm, I'm... a intrinsically I suppose I'm a portrait photographer and uh, therefore I'm always interested to see these awards to see the kind of work that's being recognized a long long time ago I think I can't remember if it was 2000 2001 around that time anyway I was uh, lucky enough to be accepted and exhibited at the National Portrait Gallery um, when the Taylor Wessing wasn't the Taylor Wessing I can't remember at that point if it was called the John Cabal still, or the Schweppes Award. Those of you who remember John Cabal and for whom that name means anything um, will remember the days of the uh, competition when it was very much, I suppose, could be seen as a traditional uh, portrait photography competition. And photography certainly moved a long way since then uh, in its understanding of what actually constitutes uh, a portrait it reminds me and I, you know i looked at the work this uh week and as far as i was concerned from a personal perspective there wasn't much uh, awarded that really worked for me there was in the in the final few um certainly in the in the bigger uh selection of work that's going to be exhibited there were certainly some images there that kind of i thought yeah that that, that works well but it's always any of these things, I've judged many, many competitions over the years. And when I have judged them, I've always tried to be as, as um, objective as possible about the work. But there can be no denying that certain agendas um, and tastes are directly connected to the judging and the judges uh, have an impact on the work that is finally chosen. That's OK. That's no problem. And I know a lot of people feel very positive about the uh, Taylor Wessing this year. And I also congratulate all of those who were rewarded. I'm not dismissing their work. I'm more trying to take a kind of a bigger picture here of actually what do these competitions mean? As it happens, by the way, I thought that the, the work chosen as part of the Portrait of Britain, the BJP thing, um, the work was stronger from my perspective uh, in that than it was in the Taylor Wessing. It was more successful in what it was trying to do. But it also ha- had a very clear agenda also, that idea of demonstrating the mixed population, the 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 fantastic rich culture that we now have in the UK. And in doing that, it's very successful. Of course, what I suppose I'm really kind of reaching for here is the fact that many young photographers will look at these awards and see them as the way to go that this is the work to to emulate be inspired by and again that's okay but how varied is that work that's being chosen um i didn't think the bjp work was hugely varied i I thought thought there was a lot of work in there that was quite similar to each other in approach and aesthetic the taylor wessing seemed to be slightly more varied but in doing so, was it really the most successful work? I think these are kind of questions. I don't really have an answer for this, but I do have a a certain uncomfortable feeling um, when I see a lot of these uh, uh, results, the work that is chosen, as to wishing that there was a more... uh, As if the criteria of the judging was clearer so that the people who actually made the decisions, backed up their decisions, were able to say, I chose this picture because of this, this, this. And then a dialogue can develop, a discussion can develop around those choices. And actually, there may be work in there that I don't get, um, which I might get if, or I might at least understand why it was chosen if I understood fr- from the judges. But too often, I th- and I think this is maybe where I'm coming to, um, uh with this is that too often the judges decisions seem somewhat secretive and that's a shame i think if we're going to show this work and hold up this work as being important and being successful then we should also give an explanation as to why that is and why these images uh have been chosen so i'm not against um i'm not i don't think I'm four. I'm kind of, I I don't know, I'm half and half. Maybe I'm on the fence on this one. But what I'm definitely clear about is that what we do need is more transparency in the judging process, the reason why the judges are chosen, and the reason why the judges choose the images that they do choose as eventual finalists and winners. That whole idea of explanation is something which doesn't always work with people. And I'm sure many of you uh, are members of photo forums and and engage in debate and discussion as part of those photo forums. It's not something I've ever really got involved with. Um, However, a couple of times I've joined Facebook groups, um, invariably because they've been run by somebody whom I respect and whom I like, and therefore whom I trust to run a, a, a page, a group, which is, um, I suppose, well looked after, well guarded. Anyway, um, recently, I, I made the mistake a couple of years ago of actually commenting on something and um, just trying to give some advice to somebody who'd asked some, a question. But obviously, they didn't like the advice that I gave. And I was met with a torrent of abuse. So I, I left that, that group. And then recently, I realized that I'd rejoined the group um I'm not quite sure how I'd done that, but I had and I somebody else again asked for the, um some advice on their work and a few people had given in advice and I also chipped in with some advice and was once again met with a torrent of abuse for my advice because it wasn't the advice that the person wanted, I presume, and it wasn't also coming from a place which that person kind of recognised or understood or was, or was willing to go with. It then, uh, I thought, well, let me open that up on Twitter. So I opened the point up on Twitter. and was met with quite a lot of positivity and a couple of negatives. And what was interesting about the negatives was that they had taken the same approach as the person who had uh, not liked my comment in the... Um, it was a Facebook Facebook group... So i left the group again and I, I made a very strong decision this time not to give uh advice in those situations because it's so easy for us to uh, i suppose give advice in the in the very best and uh, with the very best intentions but unfortunately because we're not aware of the person who's receiving that advice we're not assured sure as to where they're coming from and therefore that advice perhaps be may be seen as being overly provocative. it may seem as being um too harsh to the place in which they are with their work, even though it may well be based on a reality um it always reminds me of that thing you know you you don't want the truth, you can't take the truth or something like that i've I've probably completely misquoted that I'm sure I have, but maybe I'm sure you know where i'm I'm going to with that and maybe also that that ties in with the situation with the um the photo awards the portrait awards this week and that whole idea of making judgments on work without really knowing or making judgments on decisions without really knowing where those decisions have come from so maybe those two things are t- uh, tying together Certainly, two things which um i've been thinking about over the last week talking of portrait photography um as august has come to the end um i had my last summer commission portrait commission this week for an editorial client and it was a funny one because i was photographing somebody who works as a photographer who also is extremely well known as an actress a a celebrity i suppose you would describe but certainly a, a film and a television actress, who also works as a photographer, and works as a photographer in a very um, commercial way, taking on the kind of uh, finance, accounts, reports, that kind of work. So, so you know, kind of totally hats off to, to her for that. But what it, of course, meant was as soon as I turned up with my cameras to take the picture, as most photographers are, uh, she was not keen on being photographed, and and so I know most photographers prefer to be behind the camera rather than in front of the camera, but it also meant that as soon as I was looking to take the pictures and she was very aware of where the light was coming from and what that light was doing to the picture and how it was she was being framed and the whole situation it was It was a really enjoyable shoot it was a a kind of a a game of mental chess, I suppose, whereby I was constantly trying to stay one step ahead and and keep her uh, on board with the shoot, comfortable with the shoot, and trust in me and and what I was doing. The resultant portrait, I was really pleased with, and I hope they will be uh, pleased with also. But um, that whole thing of working as a portrait photographer is very much, from my perspective anyway, about working with the person and meeting the person and spending a lot of time with them, talking and trying to find out where they come from and and how they feel and and just creating that feeling uh, of relaxation whilst at the same time trying to find the picture within the space and create something which, from a compositional perspective, works. As regular podcast listeners uh, will be aware, each week we ask a photographer to supply us with an audio of no longer than five minutes in which they explain what photography means to them. Uh, We've got a a number of really great photographers lined up for coming weeks, but I'm also going to be sort of changing it around a little bit and introducing a new feature uh, to podcasts so that... We're going to continue doing this with the What Does Photography Mean to You? But we're also going to be introducing a a new thing as well in coming weeks. So look out for that. Uh, In the meantime, we're still on the What Does Photography Mean to You? And I'm really pleased to welcome this week photographer Rob Hudson.
1: Hello, I'm Rob Hudson. I'm a photographer based in Cardiff in Wales. And um, I'm one of the co-founders of the Inside the Outside collective it's uh, the inside the outside collective is is a collective of uh, people working um with expressions of the landscape um we we our aim is to is to demonstrate that there's a um, a multiplicity of uh expressions of our relationship with place um that it, it's beyond the sort of classic, uh, beautiful landscape, uh, mountains at sunset, etc. That um, we all have um, personal experiences and stories to tell about the landscape. And, um, you know, very few of us are actually on top of a mountain at sunset. Um, so uh, we're, we're, we're trying to find work that actually reaches out to people and, and their, their actual experience of the landscape. Um, I suppose I'm a landscape photographer because um, I'm learning about myself and others um, through our relationship to place. Um, My first experience um, of landscape way before I was a photographer was growing up in uh, the South Wales Valleys. Um, And I suppose in many ways... um, my experience of place then was uh that uh, first um emotional experience that was beyond myself but hadn't been created by others so it wasn't a tv program or a film or music etc it was me um understanding and learning about my response to where i was um even today, I still tend to photograph my my uh, local environment. Um, partly, this is um, because I'm not particularly interested in uh, the rather problematic exoticism which landscape photography tends to indulge in. Um, it is problematic, not just um, purely because uh, it's um, it's selling a dream, but um, actually it's uh, it's problematic because, um, in many ways. Uh, the landscape itself isn't... um isn't um, unchangingly beautiful? Quite the opposite. It's uh, it's a very problematical environment to to um, experience and work in these days. And also, um, you know, if if you're professing to celebrate the landscape and you're happy to hop in a car and drive three or four hours, or get on a plane and drive to some fly to some exotic location, whilst professing to celebrate the landscape and um, actually damaging the environment through your travel, then I'm going to be questioning your. Uh, um, your, your celebration um, also the local environment for me um, forces me to look um, forces me to do those things that we all say we're doing really um, uh, which is uh, looking longer, harder and deeper um, but it's not just um, at what's out there in fact probably because I'm repeating, uh, repeatedly visiting places um what's out there becomes less important than um what's inside me um it allows me time to reflect and engage and um experience and also um gives me time to um find ways of expressing those things um i don't feel like i've given anything up or lost anything by working in my local environment quite the opposite um I I confess, really, that I had no idea how deep those wells of looking can be. Um, So uh, I thought maybe I'd just take an opportunity to to say thanks to all the people um, who've uh, thanked me over the years for for pointing out that there's a a different way in landscape photography. Um, I didn't set out to be a a leader i was simply um sharing my insights and um i think over the years we, we've transformed into something of a community and um, that frankly is um, as much as i could have hoped for and also um finally thanks to grant for asking me on um photography it's wells of looking thanks bye
0: Thanks very much, Rob, uh, for your uh, contribution this week. And thanks, everybody, for listening. As always, uh, this podcast isn't about giving ultimatums or set answers or, you know, sometimes it may come over as a little bit rambling, and I think it kind of probably has been this week. Um, As I'm personally trying to kind of come to some kind of um, conclusion, some thoughts, Um, I've shared them with you. I hope they've um, made you think or uh, made you angry or maybe you've agreed with me i don't know either way i hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast and i really look forward to catching up with you again next week